It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. It's one of those days where there are plenty of topics to talk about, and I didn't know which one to go with. So there was Matt Taibbi, who came out with his excellent Hamilton 68 Twitter files release about how basically this morose blob, Bill Crystal, uh, went around and manipulated the whole narrative when it came to Russiagate. And there was uh, Kenakoa on his Substack released all kinds of juicy tidbits about how Google and YouTube were manipulating anything involving Donald Trump. And it was now a personal effort on behalf of the executives of those aforementioned companies that were now investing their time and energy to manipulate the elections of 2020 and also 22 due to their ability to manipulate the mindsets of human beings, being that a lot of people use Google to just look up basic information. So what is the social consciousness after Google has been around for quite some time I would say that the human is easily manipulated into believing fallacy over fact. So I decided to go down a completely different road. Uh, Oh, actually, before I get to that, Biden decides that he's going to end the COVID-19 and public health emergencies on May 11th, 5-11-2-3. So usually there is some kind of stupid occult numerologically significance to a date like that, and I haven't gotten uh, time to delve into that. But while everybody is celebrating that, oh, thank goodness, it's finally over, we can now move on, I would say not so fast. All you have to do is look over into the United Kingdom and realize that they are building mRNA gene therapy prophylactic facilities, and they already have contracts Now, this is in the UK. Now, oddly enough, it is the same number, if I'm not mistaken, here in the US. But those facilities are able to build and construct 250 million doses of mRNA gene therapy prophylactics over in the UK. Now, that partnership is with Moderna, by the way. Moderna, play on words, mode R-N-A, M-O-D-E-R-N-A. So now you know where Moderna comes from. They are changing the modes of the RNA, mode RNA, Moderna. There you go. But they've also put on order 250 million inoculations. That's enough for five doses per person in the United Kingdom. Now, what are they intending to continue to do with that? Uh, Obviously, I'm tired and my words are tumbling out of my mouth. Uh, We don't know. But we do know that the World Health Organization said that the COVID issue is not over. We've got plenty more to go. And we also know that throughout the 2020s, the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum are trying to completely revamp society into some technocratic dystopian nonsense that none of us with any brain cells to rub together would want any part of. So... Going back to the celebration that Biden is going to end the COVID-19 public health emergencies on May 11th. Why does everyone celebrate this? Well, a little sharp-eyed individual noticed a little briefing on Pfizer's own website. US FDA extends review of Pfizer's new drug application for Paxlovid. Paxlovid is Anthony Fauci's rebranded HIV drug. So what are they saying? They basically said that, oh, we need Paxlovid. 
We need Paxlovid to help people with long-term COVID, to help people with breakthrough COVID. Normally, when we see breakthrough COVID, it is because somebody has come down with COVID after they've been injected. Being that Paxlovid is a repurposed HIV drug, it is not a far-fetched notion to suppose that what they're saying is that if you have breakthrough COVID post-vaccination, you are now dealing with some immunodeficiency issue like I brought up last week. So going along with Biden's announcement, the FDA has extended the Prescription Drug User Fee Act goal date by three months for Pfizer to May of 2023. Now, if they removed the Prescription Drug User Fee Act goal date for Pfizer, that means that they could no longer be using Paxlovid under emergency use authorization. That means that they would have to summarily come clean about the results of their trials. And I suppose that Paxlovid will not have a very good review or efficacy rating. And it would also mean that this drug will not be able to be fast-tracked by the FDA. We all know uh, if, if COVID is the if for the past two years is any indication of the legitimacy. <laughs> can't speak of the FDA. Then there's no reason to have any fast tracking because you know that if it comes from Pfizer or anybody else for that matter from Big Pharma, it's going to get approved no matter what because they are compromised. They're compromised. So that's the big reason nobody sees that little article, I mean, for, on the Pfizer website. I mean, why would they? It's from December. Uh, the only reason why I know it is because I pay attention to sharp-minded individuals. So uh, on the rumor mill side of what I pay attention to and read, there has been a lot of talk of massive escalations in the Ukraine along with China and everything else. Now, I, I, I put this in the rumor mill pile because I can't cite anything about this. Uh, they've been fairly accurate. I'll give them a better than 50% accuracy rating for prognostication, telling us what is going to happen in the future. Uh, and what they are saying, what the rumors are, is that they, the elites, and the individuals pumping up what's going on in the Ukraine and Taiwan are going to bring the world basically to a nuclear standoff. And this nuclear standoff will not go live. It will be another uh, Cuban missile style event or Cuban missile crisis style event uh, to bring the world to that point. And I'll tell you what, I would not be surprised if something like that happens. At the same time, uh, nothing will happen. It's going to be a huge fear-mongering exercise. And we, we can get into the metaphysical aspects of why they would want to generate more fear and all that, but we won't for the purposes of our more Earth-based conversation. Uh, so what they want to do is bring it to the point of this massive, massive escalation to once again push through massive amounts of reforms, quote-unquote reforms, that will just erode at your human rights. And they will erode at your freedom. Don't be surprised if you suddenly start to see more pushes for central banking digital currencies, 
where you are no longer able to have cash on you. Uh, look for internet blackouts. And another angle to that could be, oh, well, the internet is down. The only way we can validate whether or not you are a real person is to have your biometrics on file and whether or not you are up to date with all of your vaccines. Oh, so then if you have that and your digital ID, then we know you're a real person and you can go back online. Yeah, not for nothing, I'll hang out on a farm with a couple of pigs, a donkey, and uh, chickens, definitely some chickens. And uh, you need a donkey to keep away the coyotes. They hate coyotes. You can look that up on YouTube. You find crazy videos of donkeys just going ham on coyotes. And llamas. Llamas are also good uh, to keep away any sort of ravaging creatures. So that's what you need in a farm. Anyway, the reason why I bring this up is because the Russian Ministry of Defense today came out with a blistering report of what the United States has been doing throughout the planet. And uh, every once in a while they do this, probably every three months or so. And the problem with them doing this is that they're not wrong. They cannot be denied. What they're finding out in the Ukraine is devastating. And if you really want to know who the real terrorist is on this planet... I don't know if it's the United States, but a lot of people are operating through the channels of the United States. I would also point the finger at England with Boris Johnson and his idiotic hair. Uh, so either direction, you got to look at the angle files. But in this Russian re report, implementation of dual purpose programs by the United States and its allies outside their national territories, including within the operation of biolabs funded by the Pentagon and contractors, so, what do they mean? Implementations of dual-purpose programs. This is what the United States does. It says it's going into a country. It says it's there to help the locals. They want to make sure that the former Soviet bloc doesn't have any rogue nuclear weapons or doesn't have any bio labs that are unwatched. We need to make sure all of this is secured. And so they fund all of these securing style efforts and security efforts to make sure that nothing goes sideways. But in reality, it is hijacked by groups like DARPA, which is the skunk works for the Pentagon. They come up with neat things like time travel and so on. And also the CIA. Now, the CIA, just look back at JFK, and then you'll know what, <laughs> what side of the tracks the CIA is on. Uh, anyway, the uh, all of these labs are funded by the Pentagon and its contractors. The U.S. blocked the initiative to establish a monitoring mechanism of the Biological and Toxin Weapons Convention at the Ninth Review Conference. And it has also been working on enhancing the pathogenic characteristics of COVID-19 causative agent carried out by Boston U, BU, with funds of the U.S. state budget as well as the possible involvement of the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID. So let's unpack that statement. So... The United States does not want any monitoring mechanisms 
for the Biological and Toxin Weapons Convention. In other words, they don't want anybody to look after what they're doing. Because if they were to subscribe to this monitoring mechanism, the world would know that the United States is probably breaking international law by researching weapons of mass destruction on the biological and chemical spectrums. And also, what's interesting here is the statement, possible involvement of U.S. aid. U.S. aid United States Agency for International Development is all about, oh, we're funding the little guy. We're making sure that countries around the planet will be able to have a better lifestyle. No, 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 no. It's, it's a front for the CIA. Everybody knows that. So whatever, whenever you see funding from the U.S. aid, it's nonsense. It's just some vehicle for black budget operations. And the other important part of that statement was that the United States works on enhancing the pathogenic characteristics of COVID-19 causative agent. Right there, if you're to make the very slightest of implications from that phrase, then you would know that that the Russians are outright pointing the finger at the United States for causing COVID-19. They're saying that the United States has been using COVID viruses, specifically COVID-19, to create biological weapons and summarily release them across the planet. This backs up what Project Veritas said last week when they outed the mRNA worldwide director of so on and so forth and filth when it comes to, uh, you know, creating more lethal variants of COVID-19. They're outright saying that. So, I mean, this is is only going to get worse for the United States. Implementation for all of this belongs to EcoHealth Alliance. Everybody remember EcoHealth Alliance? That's Dr. Fauci's money laundering operation. NIH and Dr. Fauci get the cash, they give it to EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth Alliance distributes the cash across the planet to research very, very dangerous pathogens and viruses. Uh, the employees of EcoHealth Alliance say if any, uh, oh, this was important, by the way, um, the employees were told that if any of the experiments proposed for AIM-1, and this is relating to COVID viruses in Wuhan, Result in a virus with a phenotype of enhanced pathogenicity, genicity, <laughs> you know I can't do these words, and or transmissibility. Enhanced growth by more than tenfold when compared to wild type strains. The recipient must immediately stop the work and notify the NIAID program officer, grants management specialist, and appropriate institutional biosafety committee. In other words... With that statement, they are doing experiments to make COVID-19 more transmissible. Right there. And this is an EcoHealth's own statement to its employees. So it's looking more and more like the COVID strain and the scourge that was thrown and strewn across the fruited plain actually came from EcoHealth Alliance, paid for by the NIH, 
put into a country through funding operations like the U.S. aid. And what's even worse is that later on the Russians point to none other than Democrats for allowing this to happen. One gets the impression, they continue, that pharmaceutical companies had produced the vaccine preparations in advance, being unable to rapidly introduce them into the market due to specific characteristics of the virus that embodied in low efficacy of vaccination and numerous side effects. So, that's a little jumbled in there, but the point is this, and it's the same point that I made last week. And it's also the same reveal that Project Veritas made last week, is that they're saying that what the big pharma companies do through EcoHealth Alliance is that they create some virus, they create some illness. And at the same time that they're creating and experimenting with some kind of virus in this case, they are also trying to create some vaccine that would counter the effects of the virus. So what do they do? They release their own lab engineered virus into certain population centers and then lo and behold, within a few days, if not a few weeks, we've got a vaccine to counter the whole thing. What luck! How gracious of the good Lord to bestow upon us a vaccine for an illness and a virus that just emerged onto the world stage out of nowhere. The Russians are pointing the finger at Big Pharma. It is to be reminded they continue, on October 18th of 2019, two months after the first official reports about the emergence of the new coronavirus infection in China, Johns Hopkins, supported by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, conducted Event 201. Does everybody remember 201? It was essentially the scenario playbook for how these countries and businesses were to react to a COVID virus outbreak. I brought it up way, way, way back then. Outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic was precisely according to this scenario, and it raises questions about its premeditated nature, involvement of the U.S. in the incident, as well as real objectives of the U.S. biological programs. Right there, the Russians come out and say, you People did this, and we're not going to forget it. The examples are the experiments related to HIV infection, and the examples are, uh, they basically went into a couple of ways how the Ukraine uh, was involved in all of these biological and medical experiments, um, and how uh, EcoHealth Alliance and also various partners with Hunter Biden and other Democrats, with Mitt Romney too, we can't leave him out, were involved in getting all of these bio labs up and running in other countries, specifically the Ukraine. And what the Russians did find out in the Ukraine is that they were carrying out experiments regarding HIV infection. And what they did was they injected patients, high-risk patients mostly, uh, you know, people with serious illnesses, inmates, so on. Uh, and they basically tested on these poor people whether, whether they knew about it or not. And they found that a lot of these medications uh, were for uh, basically treating this HIV-style COVID strain 
and the side effects included leukemia, mental disorders, neurological diseases, epilepsy, and, and other dangerous illnesses that you can't even name, or I can't even say. In early 2023, residents of Lysyshansk found a large landfill of biomaterial residues that belonged to Farm Biotest, P-H-A-R-M-B-I-O-T-E-S-T. The clinical samples and patients' clinical records with their personal data were buried instead of being cremated or eliminated in an appropriate manner. This basically means that the individuals in the Ukraine, probably backed by the CIA or DARPA or the Pentagon or God knows who else, they suddenly knew that the game was up and they had to get out of Dodge quick. They couldn't even destroy the material. They only could bury it. Russian personnel acquired 20,000 documents, reference and analytical materials, as well as surveyed witnesses and participants of U.S. biological programs. They knew, the Ukrainian government knew, that they were carrying out experiments on their civilians at the behest of Big Pharma and also, <clears throat> excuse me, and also the United States government. The Pentagon was is currently actively relocating all of these studies, all of these scientists across the planet, Central Asia, other Eastern European countries. Specifically, they mentioned Kenya, Singapore, and Thailand. Washington changes its approaches to organizing its military biological activity. And this is what I described before, transferring the functions of the customer to purely civilian departments. In other words, the Pentagon needs some kind of money laundering agent. And those agents are Department of Health, Department of Energy, the Agency for International Development. They make the funding sound like it's all innocent and they're trying to improve the lifestyle of every country on the planet when in reality the United States doesn't really care through those organizations and agencies. They only want to further whatever debauched medical experiments and biological and weapons experiments that they really have intents on pursuing. The United States actively uses a material base of chemical and pharmacological enterprises of Poland and Baltic nations, and the EU even does the same thing. And they have something called a network of centers of excellence in the field of nuclear, biological, and chemical protection. But in reality, it's the same thing. These European countries cannot perform these experiments on their own or within their own countries, so they have to outsource it and they have to launder the money so it doesn't make it look as though they're actually pursuing weapons of mass destruction in neighboring countries that they consider enemies. Hello, the, uh, Russia. Hello, Iran. Hello, China. So now you know what's really going on there. And the U.S. law enforcement has paid attention to the topics related to bribing employees social networks and mass media while broadcasting the cause of the new coronavirus infection as well as manipulating public opinion about the U.S. vaccines against COVID-19 commissioned by biotechnological and pharmaceutical corporate. In other words, what they're saying is, is that the United States government is responsible for manipulating actual data regarding COVID-19 injections and also COVID-19 itself. 
and they're doing it through mass media and social networks. Hello, Twitter. Hello, Fauci Files, which was supposed to come out, but never did. And also, it is to be reminded that lobbying the interests of large pharmaceutical companies by the U.S. government is common practice. Yes, very good. So, all in all, where does this leave us? It leaves us in a very, very precarious situation because the United States and the West has pretty much lost the war in the Ukraine. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Because at the beginning of all of this, this was a way the, the, to sucker in the Russians into what the West hoped would be the Russian version of Vietnam or the Russian version of Iraq or Afghanistan. But that didn't work. The sanctions didn't work, right? None of it worked. Russia is still standing. Russia is still selling natural gas and oil and whatever else. Russia is not stopping in the Ukraine. Whatever efforts the West has done to try to bolster, bolster in quotes, because it's a very, very, uh, it's, a, it's a sham version of bolstering, uh, the defenses of the Ukraine won't amount to anything. Does everybody remember in the beginning of this big conflict, the Ukraine had thousands of tanks and thousands of APCs, armored personnel carriers? Where did they all go, right? Well, more than likely they were destroyed or sold on the black market. So do you really think 30 tanks from the United States is going to amount to a hill of beans? Do you really think 100 or so tanks from Germany is going to change the tide of battle. Russia just eliminated thousands of armored vehicles. You think 200 is <laughs> it's going to stop Russia? No, of course not. Oh, they have more armor. Big deal. Who cares? It's not, it's not going to stop anything. So what this ultimately turns to is now the West is looking at a financial crisis because... You're now looking at a multipolar world where the reserve currency is no longer the dollar. It means as though other countries on the planet no longer trust the United States to do the right thing. So that means that they're now going to start trading in their own local currencies. What do I mean by reserve currency? Really, really basic. Country A wants to buy something from country B. Instead of using country A's currency, country A takes its currency, buys U.S. dollars, then sends those U.S. dollars to country B. Country B then exchanges those U.S. dollars into its local currency. It's basically the United States dollar is a brokering mechanism between two countries when they want to exchange goods. That's what I mean by that. But since the United States has manipulated itself into a position where it can no longer be trusted, you're now starting to see various countries use their own local currencies to exchange goods bypassing the U.S. dollar. And if this is allowed to happen, then all kinds of fun things are going to happen to the economies of the West. That's the real existential crisis to all of this. Because if the Ukraine does not win, then all of a sudden, the rest of the world knows that NATO and the United States and the West is, one, not as strong as they claim to be, two, are able to be defeated, three, do not stand for world peace, and only really stand 
for its own interests. And according to George Soros from back in the 1990s with a paper that he wrote, he wanted to use the Ukraine as essentially a human shield for the rest of Europe. And even though they would never allow the Ukraine into the EU or NATO, they would certainly supply the Ukraine with NATO weapons. And that plan is being rolled out in real time right now. I'm telling you that plan will no longer work because this will not stand. Russia is not going to stand by while Nazis are in control of the country and the military in a border state. Ain't going to happen. It's just unfathomable. <laughs> it's just not going to work. I mean, do we have to go back to World War II to understand what's going to happen? <laughs> it's, we don't, I don't think we have to, but uh, it, it doesn't work well for the Nazis. This is what I mean by what's really going on here. And if the United States is defeated in the Ukraine, the United States is defeated across the planet. That's why these bizarre Democrats and neocons and these icky NATO personnel characters want to make sure that the Ukraine is the turning point. It is literally a battle for global financial domination. If the West wins, everybody is still stuck using the U.S. dollar. If Russia wins, then you're looking at a multipolar world where people and other countries use currencies based upon their own exchange rates. And also, they're now going to start using uh, financial mechanisms like they have in BRICS and BRICS+. Plus. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and PLUS is pretty much the, the other half of the world. And so what does that mean? Their currency structures are based upon natural resources. What do you actually have to trade? Physical items, not fiat currencies, where they say, oh, yeah, 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 the dollar is worth a dollar. Just trust us. No, no, no. We've, we've got the gold to back up in bricks. We've got the nickel to back up what we're owed or what we're trying to sell. Right? It's ba based upon a fi real finite resource and those that's what you're really looking at for your okay 30 minutes that's enough for me it's the last call podcast with chris michaels the rest of the podcasts this week are probably going to be on the shorter side uh i'm going to have an official program observer so i'm not quite sure how long i will be uh i will be podcasting but i as always i give you brilliant material even though I fumble around and the words come tumbling out of my mouth like water balloons coming out of the wrong end of a funnel, uh, I still push on and press on for brilliant broadcasting. As always, I think you're a lovable fuzzball. You're part of the fuzzball nation. And if you would like to share my podcasts, please do. And also remember to use that hashtag, fuzzball nation. It is the last call podcast with Chris Michaels.